0: Welcome to Conversations from the Edge of Consciousness. I'm your host, Christine Madeira. For me, and possibly for you, the inner world of consciousness has always been much more real and way more fun than the so-called real material world. Growing up, I thought I was alone in this, but I'm not. There are a lot of us, and far too many have no one to talk to who shares this experience. I've been lucky to cultivate a community of friends who love to talk about the energies, ideas, and vibrations that are pushing the edges of our own consciousness, as well as our collective consciousness. In Conversations from the Edge, we share our conversations with you. Hello, and welcome to Conversations from the Edge, where we play with the edge of our limiting perceptions. I'm your host, Christine Madeira. So today's conversation guest for today's conversation is with Katie Kiefer. Now I met Katie in a Facebook group for spiritual entrepreneurs. And one day we had a challenge to connect with someone we didn't know. And Katie reached out to me. We've been friends ever since. My experience with Katie is that she can tune in and follow the subtleties of energy threads of things like limiting beliefs and other blocks to your energy system to find out the origin of where you are stuck and then also help to delete it and install a flowing energy that moves you forward in the direction you want to go. I worked with Katie intensively for a year, and we always had great consciousness-bending conversations that we've kept up ever since. Welcome,
1: Katie. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here.
0: It's always such a great time to have a conversation with you. (laughs) <laughs> so, um, Katie, to give people a little background before we jump in, how did you evolve into working with energy, and what started this journey for you?
1: Um, really, it, it began, I originally started because life was just a mess, like everything was in flames, and I had started going to therapy, mm-hmm. and then we moved. And when we moved, I had, I had to quit my cleaning business. I was cleaning houses. So we moved and I was trying to start things up and I was actually in uh, my little co-op here in Greensboro and saw an ad for another place that was like, Ooh, I like the name of that place. And one day I just went in there and I had no idea what I was walking into. I just liked the name of the store. So I went in and there's like, Ooh, there's these rocks and all these different things. And it's like, Ooh, I'm like. Oh, they do things. I'm like, you know, I was really kind of skeptical, but I could feel the truth of it. I could feel Mm -hmm. that. And so I had gone in there a few times and then I started taking classes there. Um, And those were mostly um, like witchcraft classes, candle spells, things like that. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, a lot of that didn't really resonate with me. Um, And, but what really got me was just understanding that there is energy to everything. And I was like, okay, and it really took me several years. And then somewhere mm-hmm. along the line, I was introduced to Bruce Lipton's work about oh, yeah. the subconscious. I'm uh-huh. like, okay, that's what I need to do. I need something that'll get me to where how, because I, I knew I needed to do that after reading his book, um, The Biology of Belief. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. subconscious, that's the key. Now, how do I do it? Right. And then um, I was at the farmer's market, I had a table and my Theta Healing teacher actually stopped and talked to me. They, she oh, wow. found me. And so it was kind of off to the races then, because I was already on the, the idea of energy. And I would learned a little bit about Huna and a little bit about Reiki, hadn't studied mm-hmm. them, but had an introduction to several different energy techniques, all of which I found really wonderful, but mm-hmm. they weren't giving me what I needed, Mm -hmm. Not at the depth that I needed. It was helpful, but not the depth that I really needed. And Theta Healing was what gave me the depth that I really needed. And it paired the energy with the subconscious really, really well. And that's pretty much how I came into doing the energy work that I do. Okay.
0: So you now professional, you're like a professional Theta Healing practitioner. Yes. Um, a lot of people don't have any idea what that is. Can you just mm-hmm. run us through that really fast? Because I, I know from my perspective, if Theta Healing is one of the fastest and easiest
1: ways to change subconscious programming. But what is it from your perspective? It really is. Well, Theta Healing is essentially a, a meditation technique. It's a technique that will connect you with Creator and... It, through the course of the classes, they, we learn how to dig, um, how to ask the right questions to get through to the, the bottom belief. Mm-hmm. And then we connect in with creator and ask that creator make the changes. So like where with Reiki, you're actually running the energy through your body and out your hands. That's mm-hmm. not how we do it in theta healing. I am a facilitator. I witness creator working on the client and, my job is to be the witness and to bring in my psychic abilities <clears throat> excuse me my psychic abilities to kind of see where the energy is going what's happening and to ask the right questions and so right. um, yeah and th- the theta healing technique seems to be applied in different ways i've seen uh, you know different practitioners were are going to do things a little differently but the core of it is all the same And, um, yeah, it really, it's a meditation technique.
0: And the idea behind all energy healing and really all healing in general, but specifically all energy healing is that, um, the healer helps to facilitate the person healing themselves. Like nobody heals somebody else. You heal yourself and the person facilitates you giving yourself permission to move into that healed state and maintain that healed state. Yes. Okay. Very good. All right. And I, I can attest it totally works. I think it's amazing. You'll find out at the end of this, like how to get in touch with Katie, if that really resonates with you. So, you know, we always start our conversations um, privately with asking what's up. So I'm just going to start with asking what's up and see if there's somewhere that we want to explore today.
1: Okay. So yeah, what, what's really up um, here the last several days for me has been the concept of soul origination. The, okay so what do you explain that a little bit so <clears throat> the soul origination is where and i i don't really care for the terminology around this yeah. but it's the best thing we have at the moment mm-hmm. is where the souls first separated out from source where we had our first idea and experience of individuation okay and so it's where did we go what did we do in that very first incarnation ever and so that is the the origination point
0: okay so is that an actual place like a planet or is that like what is that so because sometimes like a soul origination can be kind of this really interesting crazy term so for you what is it because for me it may be a little bit different
1: hmm. that's a good question um You know, it feels like there's a space and place Mm -hmm. that you go. Um, Sometimes planets and maybe a star system, um, maybe a non-physical place. uh, They're not, as far as I understand, they are not all physical places, Mm
0: -hmm. but
1: energetic spaces, places. Um, So it feels like mine was non-physical. In order to create a physical. Okay, I'm not sure that that's- I fully understand that, but that's what it feels like. <laughs> well, and you know
0: that's the thing. And I, I do actually <laughs> want to make this point as we're talking. Um, you know, between you and I, we this is understood, but it's not necessarily understood for other people. That you know, nothing that we're talking about is actually about creating a new belief to um, co- like, like to replace an old belief. It's more about expanding what's possible. And kind of letting the energy flow over that so that, you know, you take from a what's important to you in the moment uh, without trying to like make that, oh, this is truth. This is, this is now right. the truth. Um, it's much more fluid than that. This is really about exploring possibility and, and exploring the edges of con- consciousness because oftentimes, you know, we're, we're limited by our ideas and our beliefs like oh my gosh Mm -hmm. you know souls being born in other places what's that's crazy but once you are open to that like all kinds of movement in your own energy system is possible so Mm -hmm. i know you and i know this because we've talked about this before um so i yeah and you know the whole that whole vocabulary around of around soul origination um i find it really fascinating on a lot of different levels, because I know that you and I have somewhat similar, um, soul origination, um, blueprints for lack of a better term. Um, and, and we've both discovered those through some form of Akashic records, um, Mm -hmm. work. And, and then that in and of itself is a whole field that you can get all kinds of, you know, information and really interesting things with. And I do those readings with people or I have in the past. I'm not sure if I still do them or not. Um, But, but we've had a similar, we have a similar um, blueprint, which is why I think we get along so well. So what, what about like, what's up for, for you in this?
1: What's really been up for me is, um, so when I started hearing more about some of the details and there's, I, I don't even know how many like soul originations there are that are different. Um, a lot yeah, there's a lot <laughs> that much I do know but the ones I've heard of I'm like well I resonate with this one and I resonate with that one but you know my records say I'm this and um it was like it was kind of confusing at first
0: mm-hmm. and then when
1: I started to understand more about me so I'm a blueprint originator mm-hmm. and when I started reading more about that it made so much sense because the blueprint originators come up with the concepts they have the concepts for such as humanity, for the mm-hmm. human design, for the human template, for the human um, blueprint. And so it's like, we have the concepts and come up with these, but then we, we are not the ones who actually like carry it all the way through from start to finish. Mm-hmm. We have the concepts and then another subgroup of blueprinters will take over and do more work. And there are several subgroups of blueprinters. And so it was, it, that started to make a lot of sense. It's like, that's why I have such grand ideas and why I transmit information (laughs) so well, but I have trouble with implementation of like, Mm -hmm. well, how do we see that through? I don't know. I have the concept. I'm not the technician of it. I'm the concept designer of it.
0: And so how has that actually, how does that work in your life now? Being, being that, um, being that, because (laughs) I mean, I'm one of, I, I'm a blueprinter as well. And I, am a. what is it? I got to take a look at it for a second and see. But um, I, 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 the whole origination of concept for me comes about differently. Like you just flash them out of the blue. Um, but I'm a blueprint technician and a blueprint translator. So I take the concepts and I translate them, you know, from the spiritual into the physical so that they're bridged. And then um, a technician that actually adds the aesthetic pieces and the beauty and the contours and, um, you know, the structures within those um, as part of my um, soul origination gifts. So um, I'm always a little jealous of the people who have the original ideas because I'm like,
1: where'd you get that? You know, so so how does this work for you in your life? Well, and it's, it's really interesting because, you know, this has really just been in the last few days that I've gone, Oh, that's what's going on. So I'm still kind of figuring, I'm still connecting the dots mm-hmm. and I'm really good at connecting dots. So yes, there's this concept that there is there, there's no such thing as a new idea. Everything has already mm-hmm. always been here. So it feels like in, in my day-to-day life, it's like, I'll hear something or read something and it's like, Oh, I get that. And I get it at this level that I can't explain,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: it, it's difficult to find language around. But I connect all these different things that, and I see the larger concept and how they connect. Mm-hmm. And so it's like trying to explain how things connect that seem to be very, very different. Yeah, and, and doing even it opposing. outside of language. And yes. trying to do it outside of language, because language is
0: so limiting. There. You know, what, how we learn, what our language is, it's how we learn to think and how we learn to categorize all of life. Mm-hmm. And so much, like, you know, they say a picture is worth a thousand words, but so much of something, what, like an idea or something is just non-languageable. You can spend hours trying to explain it and
1: still not be able to get the gist of it across to somebody or even to yourself. Right yeah yeah it really is it's it's a challenge and you know so my next part is like okay so how do i actually like bring this in in a way where it makes sense in this world on mm-hmm. this earth plane and so that's actually like my next steps moving forward so i don't have that part yet but in understanding that my origination point actually explains why I have had such a hard time and have been ridiculed for not seeing things through. It's like, that's, it makes sense. So then it's how my, my big thing is, how do I take that soul origination blueprint mm-hmm. and use it in a way that really benefits because I absolutely believe that I'm here for the purpose of helping the evolution of individuals and in humanity.
0: Mm-hmm. We're not
1: going to get a collective evolution without some individual evolution as well. Yeah. We have to have both. <laughs> the collective is made up of individuals. So I yeah. typically, I work with individuals. I really don't work with groups, or at least I haven't yet. Um, and so, okay,
0: so,
1: yeah, it's working on the individual level and, So how it really shows up and how it works for me, the really the best way I know how to say that is to talk about that is to like, I I don't know how much is actually original from me, which is Mm -hmm. really, I'm going, okay, I'm an originator and I'm supposed to be doing things that are like out of the blue originating, but they're always inspired by something else.
0: But because there's nothing that's really not, there i mean there's right new it's all there, there everything is all there exactly I mean, it's all in the field point. it's <laughs> at the Akashic field if people haven't heard of it the Akashic field is where i spend a lot of time um and uh, doing just in the field doing work and records and things but um is the field of all possibility everything is there
1: mm-hmm.
0: um it is just being able to tap into the resonance of the possibility that you want to experience and so for i mean it sounds like for me to me for you that you are, you know, you draw in those ideas and those inspirations that are timely, that are new, that are coming to us now that we need to have, that aren't necessarily new elsewhere, but they're new here. And so Mm -hmm. you're bringing it in a a way that we need to understand here. So I've got a, a because since I'm a translator, I'm a translator and a structural, like a technician, let's just play with this for a little bit. So what is a concept or an idea that you've been, that has come in that maybe we can, we can play with it a little bit?
1: Wow. Okay. The concepts. Ooh, that's a big question.
0: Because <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot. So let's see.
1: What's, um,
0: the, what's the one that's really speaking to you right concept now?
1: concept that we can play with. We've played with so many over the years. I know, I know we have. Um, Well, you asked that question like everything in my brain just flies away. (laughs) Well, you
0: know, one of the things that we've talked about a lot that that, um, I know you've worked with it before and it wasn't necessarily new to you but you've done a lot more work around it is um, the idea of like false definitions and true definitions and how they work in your energy system.
1: Yeah. Yeah, So I hope that's
0: something that speaks to you right now. Oh, absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Because that's also a recent thing for me. Um, So the idea of true and false, um, what we would call in Theta Healing, virtues. So Mm -hmm. we've got faith, love, trust, um, understanding, creativity. There's a whole list of virtues. Mm -hmm. Um, Kindness, compassion, courage, bravery, wisdom. Um, And so my understanding of like the true and false virtues is that it's it's almost like they're right next door to each other Mm -hmm. so it's like having a thin piece of paper between your hands and one side is nice and bright and light and it's beautiful and it's true and then the other side is in the shadow and it's it's not quite right it's it's like it's the shadow version of that virtue yes and so no matter if you are working in false virtues Mm -hmm. no matter what you're doing you're gonna it's it's like beating the bushes trying to find something and never quite getting there so so, can I jump in for a second absolutely
0: so the, the shadow ones for me, like how I was talking about shadow flow. I've taken, I've taken the whole idea of it. And of course dismissed virtues and gone way off down a whole different road, but um, cause that's what I do. But um, the, the shadow is really, to me, it's not shadow. Like, you know, we think about, you know, Ooh, the shadow, that's bad. That's evil. That's that stuff. It's really more that these are, it's the expression of a virtue That's a limiting expression of a virtue like kindness. So false kindness and women are like incredibly um, laden with false kindness Mm -hmm. is that we have to be kind at the expense of ourselves. Right. Where true kindness is more that when we are kind to ourselves, that kindness radiates out into the world in a very organic and light way. Right, And so to me, like the shadow virtues are all those ways that we've learned that we've been guilted and blamed in this into um, versions of ideas or virtues or definitions that um, actually limit us versus ones that that, um, expand us. And that's kind of how I understand it in my energy.
1: That makes a lot of sense. It really makes a lot of sense. And as you were talking, I kind of had this uh, vision of a reflection like a reflection on a pond mm-hmm. and so you've got the tree and you've got this beautiful big boulder and when you're on the land you can climb the tree you can hug the tree you can feel the tree it's real it's solid it's there you can sit on the boulder you can put your back on it you can there's a physicality to it mm-hmm. whereas if you are and that, so that would be the real or true thing Mm-hmm. But if you try to lean on the tree, that's the reflection. You, you're you never going to touch it. You're never going to get there. Um, you're going to fall in the water and go, what is this? This is not <laughs> what I thought I was doing. <laughs> you know, it's like, what happened? And, uh-huh. and then the reflection itself, when you fall in the water, then dissipates. It's not there mm-hmm. anymore. And then, of course, the water will still. And it will come back and you can still be looking at it going, okay, there is something really wrong here. What's up? And mm-hmm. that that was just a really interesting visual to, to get yeah. through that. And so, yeah, the, the concept of real and, and false anything, and, and you're right, especially women, we are absolutely conditioned to have that smile and be polite and be nice and be kind and But if you're not feeling it within yourself, then it's it's not authentic, and it's actually out of alignment and incongruent with you.
0: Yeah, because it's it's totally imprisoning you when you Mm -hmm. are bound to a virtue because you've been taught or trained or taken it on yourself or seen it on TV. And you know there was this whole article that came up yesterday on my phone um, that was talking about how women, how mothers, felt guilty for not. Like being getting all of their um, fulfillment from motherhood, all the way back into the 1800s. Like this isn't something that's new. Mm -hmm. This is something is these false virtues uh, where we've been taught. And I don't mean this specifically and only for women, but it says because they go all over the place. But the things that we've been taught about how we're supposed to be, you know, courage and wisdom and all of these things, so often are taught to us in ways that are trying to. Um, manipulate and control Mm -hmm. versus something that really, you know, opens you up to your true nature and your true self.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it, courage is a really good one because we're taught that we need to be courageous and especially the men. I think Mm -hmm. that that there's a major, major issue that men face. And, you know, I just see this culturally the, this concept that they're supposed to be courageous no matter what, but that courage also then is supposed to be like this opposite of being vulnerable. Yeah, and, which is really the most courageous thing you can be. Absolutely, like, absolutely, yeah. and just the societal conditioning and ideas that we've been taught and we've had for so long. It's if we're in the real energies, the true mm-hmm. energies, they should all harmonize really well. But when we're in the false energies is where things will start to break down and they don't make any sense. Yeah. And it's really interesting because when I first started hearing about the the concept of um, like false trust and false love, it was from uh, a webinar that Viana did on the virtues and Viana is the founder of Theta healing. Mm-hmm. And they just really stood out for me. And I'm like, okay, I know there's something here for me. What's the deal? Well, she was talking about those thought forms because they're all thought forms mm-hmm. and they will cling to heavy metals. And yeah. I had just been down like the genealogy rabbit hole. And <laughs> there's a lot of coal miners in my ancestry. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, coal mines, they're underground. Now, my great grandfather was a strip miner. So he wasn't like mm-hmm. under the ground, but others I know they had to have been just because they hadn't been doing strip mining yet. Mm-hmm. And so when I started looking at that, I'm like, oh, just from being in that environment, they can, our ancestors could have picked up those thought forms it's not that they chose it. I don't Mm -hmm. think we're, I don't think we have consciously anywhere really chosen the false shadow side of things. I think it's something that happened over time and it got it it like infiltrated the day-to-day life and it infiltrated into our like epigenetics. And so then it's passed down. And so it's, cultural it's environmental and it it ends up shifting like the epigenetic tags on our dna so well that's an
0: interesting combination of those three things because you know i'm always coming at things from the belief system aspect but i like the I, i don't like the idea necessarily but i mean i i resonate with the idea um that when you are working on the belief system aspect of it because you know to me Uh, the power structure in society in a general sense has always been, you know, trying to hold on to power and control and to do that through manipulation. And courage is one of the things that, you know, if you can manipulate people's um, idea of what courage is, you're always able to get them to do what you want them to do. And Mm -hmm. because these shadow um, these shadow virtues and definitions and different things—they all you can always tell when you're in it because you're in your sympathetic nervous system. You are in reaction. You are in fight-flight. You are in bracing. You are in fighting. You are in uh, resisting. You are in guilt. You're in, in shame. You're in something where there's an emotion attached to it that's a conditioned emotion. But if you're working on that you probably also, if it's deep in your family, like, like with you, need to work out the, the toxicity of heavy metals at the same time, which might be why that, that has been so successful for so many people, that they work on the heavy metal side, and a lot of this other stuff clears up on
1: its own. Yeah, yeah, that's a great way to put it, absolutely. And so I don't know that doing like a heavy metal detox is always necessary.
0: No, I don't think so, but, um, know. cause like,
1: I don't think I've, I've not had a lot of heavy metal toxicity personally myself, mm-hmm. but what happens is those thought forms get attached and get yes. passed down. And so yes. if you do have, if, if you've had a lot of exposure yourself, whether it's through mercury and fillings in your teeth or other environmental things, doesn't matter where it comes from. Um, It's always a good idea to do a heavy metal detox just for your general maintenance. But even if that's not a physical issue, those thought forms will stick and they will stick to the epigenetic tags on your DNA. And even science, I I don't really know um, how much is known, but science Mm -hmm. is beginning to show that the, thought forms are passed down from generation to generation. And it's not always, yes. And it's not always through the environment itself. Right. Right. Yeah. It's a factor
0: structurally in the body in the the DNA and RNA and, and, um, various things. Yeah, no, I've read, I've um, seen the studies on that as well. It's fascinating Mm -hmm. too. And it makes sense because even, you know, back in the, in the Bible and stuff and they talk about, um, people being cursed for seven generations. And it wasn't like this outward curse necessarily. It seemed like it's, you know, in, in a reading of it with the current science, it's more like, you know, you're not cursed front because God curses you. You're cursed because whatever those patterns are persist until yeah. they're worked out de- generations down the line. Um, which, you know, when I put those two together a while back, it made so much sense um, about, about how that works, because Mm -hmm. it just never really made sense that somebody would, you know, that you'd be cursed and somehow that curse would carry on through you. But it does make sense from that, that the the transmission of through the DNA. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. It's the energy flow through the family system.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And all the dynamics and
0: everything else that come up with
1: that. Absolutely.
0: All right. So God, I've got two questions I want to ask you. I'm going to ask you a really quick one and, listen, and if you have an answer for that, then we'll go with that. And if you haven't done it yet, then we'll go on to the other one. But we had talked about a while back, this, we touched on this before, um, just you and I, not on this conversation, um, recorded conversation, but you know, iron is a metal. Oh, yes. And our blood is iron based and i you know i 've heard with and even you know different species on earth are not necessarily iron based blood there 's different mm-hmm. kinds of uh, metals uh, that blood is based around but do you do did you, you ever find out what it was like the the um thought forms that go along with iron
1: um no i haven 't okay i haven 't figured that out yet
0: okay <laughs> then that's cool. But so then the other question I had, which might be more, um, helpful for other people is that, you know, I mean, you and I do this through theta healing and maybe we can just do one and, and play with it and speak and get a little sample of this, but, um, is how do you shift from like a, a false truth to a, or a false virtue, a false truth or whatever, to a real one, to a true one? Um, what would you do to do that? Or maybe we just do one now through theta healing it's up to you what do you think
1: okay so i'll explain how i did it for me first and then we'll absolutely be i'll be happy to walk you through one okay and so um what i did was i connected with the all that is with Mm -hmm. source energy and and i always check i use muscle testing um some people prefer pendulums i prefer muscle testing Mm -hmm. um and so it was the question I asked was I have creators understanding of the difference between true trust and false trust. Mm -hmm. And I got a big fat. No, I mean, it's like on all levels. Like I had, no, I had no understanding (laughs) of the difference. I'm like, well, that, (laughs) that would be helpful to have. And so then, okay, go ahead.
0: Oh, I was going to say, and one way, you know, if you're, if you're playing the home game, um, and you're not a muscle tester or a pendulum person, you can ask yourself a question like that. And if you feel light, usually the answer is yes. Um, if you feel heavy, oftentimes the answer is no. So it's, a, it's an easy way to begin you know, playing with this yourself until you, um, until you Google
1: what um, muscle testing and pendulums and how to use that kind of stuff are. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, and if you're doing that internal questioning, it's really important that you're able to notice your own energies. Yes. Because even sometimes with pendulums and muscle testing, I mean, I've done muscle testing and I'm like, something just feels off with that. And Mm -hmm. it's because there's part of me that says yes or no. And the other is like, no, something's (laughs) just not quite right with this. Yeah, And so when you can fine tune and it takes practice it and does. with yeah. practice, it gets better and clearer. And so um, for anybody who's just beginning, um, you know, find what's going to work for you and practice and it will naturally evolve and yes. you'll get, you'll start to get clearer and knowing yeah. how it operates for you. And so that's, a, that is an important thing. So once I, cause the first two I did was false trust and false love mm-hmm. and when then to change that, I did a download, which is what we'll mm-hmm. do. Okay. And it was just downloading creator's understanding of the difference, clearing away the false, the energy of the false and bringing me into the energy of the truth. And, Perfect. and another thing that's really important that I have found was to make mine the same, that my understanding is the same as creators on all levels and even yeah. in the body. And mm-hmm. so, because that will bring an alignment and a congruence between all the aspects of self.
0: Yes. Okay. Yeah. And I, I think that's really important. And, um, oh, go ahead, finish up.
1: Okay. So let's go ahead and step into it and I'll walk you all the way through, um, the, the meditation. It, we could, it, a couple of minutes. Do we have time okay. for that?
0: Yeah, we have time for that. And if you're playing the home game, don't do this while you're listening, while you're driving a car or anything, pause, Pause. um, (laughs) sit and close your eyes and really pay attention. Damien, you can pay attention to the words and pay attention to the meditation, obviously, but pay attention to what's happening inside of you. I learned how to do this by simply listening to this on, on a different conversation. And I work intensively with Katie on this for a year, but I learned how to do it within myself um Mm -hmm. as a starting place simply by feeling how the energy worked in my body with this so you know you can get a taste of this and then of course you can you know contact katie because she's great at this kind of stuff
1: (laughs) thank you all right okay so first if you wanted to we're going to work with false love and false trust because those Mm -hmm. are really big ones it it seems like as i since i've done this work i'm seeing it like everywhere i'm like oh (laughs) you know once you become aware it's like now you see them all and it's like wow so these are two really really big ones and so we'll work on both of them okay perfect okay so to start out we just want to get centered in the heart space and kind of breathe in and out the heart space and then imagine your silver cord that is like your connection with the earth and with source energy. And it's, it's you can travel all along this cord, just uh, like a thread. That kind of helps you stay where you are, where mm-hmm. you know, where, know where you are is more accurate. And so just breathing in and out the heart space. And then feeling where the center of the earth is, or using whatever psychic sense it is that is most prominent for you. I notice my energy going down my cord and into the center of the earth and then drawing up the earth energy, bringing it up through the body and out the crown of your head into a bubble. And imagining that you are in this bubble and you lift it up, leaving the earth's atmosphere, going through layers and layers of light, much like going... Uh, up an elevator Mm -hmm. go up through a golden light go up through kind of a thick substance it's a little thicker than the others Mm -hmm. you come through all of that and then into an iridescent white light it's really light it's comfortable it's brilliant and you just let this fill you up. And it's from this space that we do downloads. And we ask that creator instill into you creator's highest truth, perspective, understanding, and wisdom of the difference between true trust and false trust. We ask that Creator clear away the false trust off of you from all levels, resolving all issues involved from their origins and bringing you into the light of true trust through all of your being and that yours is the same, that we make your truth, perspective, understanding and wisdom the same, that you know how to be in true trust. You know how to live your life with true trust. That you know how and when and who to trust with real true trust. And likewise, Mm -hmm. we ask that the same be done for true love and false love. So we ask that creator instill into you Creator's highest truth, perspective, understanding, and wisdom of true love and false love and making yours the same and clearing away all the false love, all of the pain, the shame, the blame, anything else like that. Just clearing those energies off of you on all levels and bringing you into the light of true love with creator's highest understanding of that and yours being the same through all levels of your being in your body and that you know from creator's perspective that it is possible for you to be in true love energy in everything, in every relationship, in everything that you do, that it's possible for that to be present with you And we ask that creator resolve all issues around this for you from their origins on all levels. And take a few nice deep breaths. And we ask that creator show you who you are and how to live your daily life, how to be in your everyday life with these changes that your body understands these changes, that your soul understands these changes, that your ancestral line understands these changes, and that these changes ripple out through every incarnation you've ever been in, through all space and time, through all languages ever spoken, and that you get to move forward with these now, and that you get to experience true trust and true love in your life now With that we say thank you creator it is done it is done it is done and so it is
0: and so it is wow thank you for that um and if you if this is new to you or even if it's not just know that when you do something like this it's a really powerful um kind of elixir in your body and you can feel the um, energy immediately and then because we're so habituated to our old way of being you know it can we, we often go back to that and that doesn't mean that this isn't real it just means that you know you have to make it real for you so come back to that meditation as much as you need to to be able to Get to the point of holding this new spaciousness in your life on a regular basis, because it, you know, you know, life is life, and things pull us out, and then we come back and we, and we um, bring it forward again. And and I mean, Katie and I, we talk about this all the time about, you know, oh, I was there, and then. <laughs> <laughs> have To go back and make it real again, because we, you know, life is life. You 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 move in different ways in different places, and it moves mm-hmm. you into different states. And and you know, being in in um, taking responsibility for your own energy is really a key to being um, creating the life that you want. So uh, when you notice that you're in this uh, an old way of being, just come back and recensor in this new way of being. Do the downloads again, and let that be let you know, that become true for you. And you can always. Um Check in with Katie and find out how to do this for more areas of your life, so why don't you tell mm-hmm. us um because we are kind of like wait over time but that's okay. Um, okay why don't you tell us how people can get a hold of you okay and, so
1: um, reach before you. before I do that, I would yes. like to add to what you have said, yeah um, usually with this work, when we do downloads like this, you 'll notice things but they're quiet. Mm -hmm. And so you may notice that something feels different Mm -hmm. and it's like, Ooh, that's different than it was before. And so pay attention for that because that helps you practice having it be real in your everyday life, regardless of what brainwave you're in. And it actually, when you recognize that, it helps to rewire the brain more. Yes. Because that's, that's one of the things, I mean, we can, do the energy work all day long but if you dismiss it mm-hmm. then you're not rewiring the brain enough to allow those changes to come in and so i really recommend that people pay attention for the quiet subtle differences um it could be just that a, a situation you walked into maybe you were like oh i'm not so sure about this and you're like oh now i'm great Or like, you're like, okay, no, I was right the first time and we're done. And then you do something different and it may be very quiet and that's fine. But just when you recognize that it helps to solidify the changes in the physicality. And I want to
0: add one more thing to that as well, because your life only changes when you change. Like your life won't change if you stay the same. And, And, you know, when I was doing hypnotherapy with people, you know, the big thing was that I want my life to change, but you know, don't mess with my, with my internal programs because I'm you know I'm pretty comfortable with all the mess of my life. I <laughs> just want to feel great. better and have all the money that I want and have everybody love me. And right. So, but, you, but in order for the, the things in your life to change, you know, what you bring to your life has to change and it's okay. You know, it's not like you're not being you to be a new and better upgraded version of yourself. Um, and and that's sometimes a hard thing for a lot of people. Like, oh my gosh, if I change, then you know that I was wrong before, or I was, you know, I'm not allowed to change. That was my big one. I'm not allowed to change, or who am I if I change, or nobody's gonna love me if I change, or you know, right. all, this, all this stuff around change. But you know, as you do that, you'll notice that things in your life will change, hopefully for the better, and things that no longer resonate will move away, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And things that resonate will move in. And you may notice that your relationships get better that you have, um, that your parts of your life get better that you wouldn't have normally thought about, um, and that things will arrange themselves around your new way of being without it being stressful for you if you, you know, step into this new place. I mean, things will happen you have to respond to, but it's, it's, you know, you're not going to create something new unless you're willing to step forward into a new experience of yourself
1: right right and you know it's even those things that that we respond to we're responding from a greater consciousness Mm -hmm. from a greater understanding from a bigger perspective instead i mean it's like really the difference between coming from a trauma perspective versus a relatively healthy perspective they're going to respond very very differently and so just moving forward on that spectrum every little bit matters, every little bit counts and mm-hmm. one will build on the other. And so, yeah, it, it's a process and it's progress and every little bit counts. So every little subtle change that you notice that you're like, Ooh, yeah, more of that, please. Mm-hmm. It really matters.
0: Well, and everything affects everything. And then I, mm-hmm. <laughs> let's wrap up. But <laughs> if, everything affects So imagine if, if you had a lot of false trust going on in your life, Um, Imagine if all that false trust disappeared, what all the different ripple effects in your life that that might have. Mm -hmm. So one little shift kind of ripples the entire pond.
1: Absolutely. Um, and,
0: And so it's, you know, it's not, it's not. Just this one thing, like when I'd work with people in hypnotherapy, you know, we'd work on I don't know some emotion of some sort, and all of a sudden I get a call that oh man that the the shoulder pain I've had for six years is gone. I'm like well everything's connected to everything, so and I didn't even know about the shoulder pain. I just that they never thought to bring it up because it had been there for so long they never thought they could live without it. Yeah. So um, everything is connected with everything, including like you talked about the epigenetics. So when you begin Mm -hmm. to change deep things inside your body that you may not even realize are happening can change and states that might be arising can dissipate absolutely um, and and the beautiful
1: thing about the changes on the genetic level mm-hmm. is that you can see shifts if they choose to receive it you can see shifts yeah. in your family members and they don't yeah. even necessarily know what's going on you just notice that they're different and you don't yeah. need to call them out you don't need to say anything Mm-mm. about it if, if you notice a, a really cool shift like that in family members, you're like, wow, that's awesome. Just roll with it and enjoy it.
0: Yeah. Yes. Don't point out that they're different. It they might go back to being the whole <laughs> Exactly. <time. laughs>
1: exactly. Just roll with <laughs> it right. and enjoy it.
0: <laughs> that's right. Okay. So tell people how they can connect with you and then we'll sign off and we'll do another conversation here sometime soon. Okay.
1: So really the best way to get in touch with me is to go to my website, which is www awaken And Perfect. Um, there's a little pop-up there for my uh, online calendar. You can either book a 30-minute consultation or just send me a message either way. Um, that's really the best way to get in touch with me.
0: All right. And uh, we will have all of our conversations or access to all of them in the people's pages and all this kind of stuff if you want to find out more. Connect with them on Facebook, whatever it happens to be on um, the Conversations from the edge.net page. So dot net as in never ending trip, which is what this life really is. It's one big, giant, crazy, never ending trip. So conversations from the .net. Yeah. Um, all right, Katie, it's been great talking with you and we will talk with you again soon and um, connect with Katie because she's really amazing at what she does and you get to have great, wonderful conversations uh, with her at that same time as well. All right. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: This is your host, Christine Madera. I hope you've enjoyed this conversation from the edge of consciousness. You can find all our conversations at conversationsfromtheedge.net. You'll also find links to schedule a private conversation with me or any of my friends, as well as tools to help you expand your own consciousness and explore what's possible for you outside the boundaries of your current perceptions. Feel free to use this podcast to start your own conversation by sharing it with friends, on social media, in your blog, or even in your own podcast. And as always, live the adventure of pushing your own edge.
1: It's the most amazing adventure there is.